Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 607 of the Juicebox Podcast. On this episode of the Juicebox Podcast, I'll be speaking with Ed, who is an adult type one. He's also a parent, a husband, and a number of other things that we get into. He says a lot of things. Ed's a lot of things. Ed, he's a person like you, like me. Just trying to get by. I'm just kidding. Ed's great. We're going to have a good time. Please remember while you're listening that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Just now I realized I could have named the episode Mr. Ed. Ugh. I still could, I guess. The Amazing Mr. Ed? Is that how the, the horse is a horse? Of course, of course. I'm listening to the horse. I can't think it is. Hold on. Mr. Ed song. Unless the horse is the famous Mr. Ed. The famous Mr. Ed. Should I call it that? I don't know. We'll see. This episode of the Juice Box Podcast is sponsored by the Contour Next One Blood Glucose Meter. You can learn more about that wonderful little meter at contournext.com forward slash juicebox. The podcast is also sponsored by Touched by Type 1. And they're, of course, available to you for your viewing and reading and looking pleasure on Instagram, Facebook, and at touchedbytype1.org. My name is Ed. I'm 48 years old. I've been a type 1 diabetic since 2000. So with that being said, Scott, now you have to figure out how old I was when I got it. Wait, I do. <laughs> I was going. I know how you love. I know how you love doing math. Well, I went the easy way, and I was like, "You've had it for 21 years." <laughs> it's as but, easy that way. Yeah. But how? What did you say? How old were you when you were diagnosed? I, I was just about to turn 28. So you're 49. I'm about to turn 49 September 1st. All right. All right. Okay. See. You gave it away. You were 27, 28. Yeah, it was 21 years. Wow, you've been at it that long. Yeah, and for the first 17, 18 years, it was okay. I'm not going to say it was was great. I wasn't a great diabetic, but I wasn't a bad diabetic. I uh, tried to eat eat okay, but my problem was I never tested myself as much as I should have, and and without a CGM that I have now, not having any idea of what my blood sugar was in between meals or, or through the night or anything like that. So it's been much better now for the last three years, for sure. All right. So let's put this into context because my, sure. my messing, messing around throws me off. So in 2000, you're how old? I am about to turn 28. I just started a new job. I just started a new job? Yep. I had moved back to New York from Texas where I was working at another job and I flew back to New York for another job. Ed, your accent must have stuck out in Texas like a sore thumb, huh? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> For sure. Uh, okay. So 2000, 28 years old. The technology, I mean, the testing technology exists then. And- yeah. I mean, we had a meter. It was like the first meter I got, it was, 
it took like 30 seconds to get the reading, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I mean, just sitting there at 30 seconds seems like a long time. We're just waiting for the, you know, count it down, 28, 27, 26. And then, then find, you know, find out your number. And you had, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but you probably had, uh, you probably had Humalog or something at that point, right? Yes. I, I was on, obviously, MDI for the first six months or so using Humalog and Humalin. Humalin. Okay. Which I think is just like the long acting one. Right, right. Now, you said you did this thing that, that a lot of adults that have had type one for a while do. It's it's super interesting to me. You were like, it was going okay. Like I don't know what that means. Yeah, well <laughs> it was going okay. I mean, I don't know how else to say. I mean, I wasn't I, I wasn't having many many lows for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was probably running higher than you would want to you would want it to be. Well, especially if it, if I was looking at my numbers now and it, back then, I'd be like, what the hell was I doing? <laughs> well, so and that's what I usually think of, right? Is when they when when you guys say when you guys have now lumped together everyone who's had diabetes for like fifteen or twenty That's years fine. in the one bucket. We're all just one group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't mean it that way, but but the people I've, I know. the people I've spoken to when they say that, I feel like what they mean is I didn't get dizzy and I didn't pass out. Right. Is that how you felt about it? It. I yeah. I guess. I mean, at the time, I wasn't. I didn't want to say I didn't take it seriously, but I wasn't taking it too seriously. I knew what I had to do. I took my shots when I had to. I tried to watch what I ate. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to live as normal as I could. I didn't really try to let, let it, you know, hold me back from doing anything. Right. I, I, that's the other thing that people love to say is like, diabetes doesn't hold me back. And I always think of, like, when you say that to me, if you said to me, hey, Scott, I see that diabetes doesn't hold Arden back. In my mind, that paints a picture of somebody with really stable blood sugars who doesn't get low when they're active uh, and can do things on a whim, you know, can stand up and say, I'm going to go out now. And it's not a big deal. Um, And I have had the feeling over the years that talking to adults who have had type one for a long time that when they say it didn't hold me back, what they meant was is I just did stuff. It didn't matter what my blood sugar was. Correct. Right. I would say that's a fair statement. Is it? Okay, for you. And obviously, I'm not lumping everybody together. But no, I, for I, me, yeah. Yes, yeah. for me. There was never a time where I said, oh, wait, I can't do that. I got to take control of something real quick. Never. But in context, Maybe. that means if your blood sugar was 250, you would have just gone out to dinner anyway. Yep. And in your mind, I, diabetes wasn't holding you back. Right. Yeah. And if I was at 250 and I was going out to eat, all right, let me just give myself a correction or at the time and just go. And then probably wouldn't test myself again until hours after dinner or before bed see you're 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 cementing my my thought that diabetes doesn't hold me back means i'm just not going to pay attention to diabetes <laughs> no well, yeah, well i guess i guess but, but like but, i said i was never really that bad right i mean my my a1c has always fluctuated between mid to high sixes and it topped out as being the highest at 8.2 mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, it's context, right? And, and I, I shouldn't joke around because I don't want anybody to take it the wrong way. But back then, or even 10 years or 20 years prior to that, everybody's experience with diabetes is different based on the timeline. Like, sure, you really weren't being held back and you were doing the things that you were asked to do. But now in hindsight, the way you manage now, you can look back and think, oh, wow, like that's not nearly what it could have been. But, exactly, and, but, I, and I and I wonder about did I cause myself any damage? I would imagine you think about that, yeah. 
but you know, it, but I, I mean, I, I don't, I still have, you know, I still have all the feelings in my feet and stuff like that. We you know the doctors always try to test that. I don't have, I don't, I don't have any other ailments that I would think that would have been caused by any damage I might've done to myself. Right. It, um, but even as I'm saying what I just said, like you recognize too, like you were probably doing as well as you could have done with the technology that existed at that point. Yes. I mean, I could have probably tested a little bit more often. Okay. But, but at the time, all I had was a meter and at the time my, uh, Medtronic pump. Was it really that much of a hassle to test? I'm just, a, I'm a lazy guy, Scott. <laughs> well, no, when I, it comes to stuff like that, when it comes to stuff like that, I mean, you know, but in the moment, do you not connect testing more with living longer and being healthy? No, I see. All right. I just was just doing something and then, oh, I got to eat. Maybe I should. And then the next day I know I'm eating and I didn't even test myself. I gotcha. Yeah. Cause when I think about it with Arden prior to CGMs, we tested frequently. I'd say, I'd say honestly, we might have tested Arden between ten and fourteen times a day before CGMs. Like I was trying to act like a CGM before I even knew what one was. Right. Um, well, and, and to, that's being a good parent. Well, you're well. Is I was definitely just scared. Mostly. <laughs> well, for sure, yeah, and, yeah. and and I'm and I'm sure you've said it a lot, and a lot of people, a lot of people you've interviewed said the same thing. I was glad I got it as an adult. So my parents wouldn't have to take care of me. Yeah, I can see that. I've also heard people say that listening to the podcast as an adult with type one makes them wish that things were like this now. So their parents, I think they're now seeing how impactful it is on parents. And they wonder if their parents weren't impacted similarly, but didn't have the tools to do anything about it. For sure. 100. Yeah. 100%. What you just said is, I I believe is, the correct statement for sure. Yeah. So your your mom, your parents don't know a thing about your diabetes, probably. Uh, I mean, they my, my mom has passed for okay. the last ten years, but she she would always uh, not really ask me about it. Just didn't really. I wouldn't say didn't care. She definitely cared, right. but it was never a topic of conversation. Really, no. It was like it, it. So it's somewhere more impactful than Ed needs to take a multivitamin every day, but. Yes. Yeah, they don't really understand the, <laughs> the details of it. Right. And, the, and and I'm thinking about this, even at the, that time, I didn't understand it either. I just said, you know, doctor said, take your, uh, take your insulin as you eat and you'll be fine. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, that's the gist of it. What, what stands in the way of the understanding? Is it that the internet didn't exist the way it does now? Like what, like what? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be. Good. I didn't even look up on the internet about type one diabetes, or or obviously Facebook didn't even exist at the time. Yeah. So it just, I just kind of just, with if I did, I tested myself. I said, all right, I'm going to have this this much food, and we put the, the amount of the carbs I'm going to eat into my pump and let it go, hmm. and then not know about anything else until I ate again and tested again. Yeah. So knowing what I know now and how insulin works from listening to your podcast. Oh, maybe pre bowls in for 30 minutes before that'll probably help. What made you look for more information this late in the game? Uh, I had went, I was always part of like, you know, the generic like type one diabetic group on Facebook, nothing, you know, I would just look at, I would scroll past it. But then I, uh, about three years ago, I, uh, Went to my doctor. I got my 8.2 A1C. 
and he said, uh, maybe you should go get, maybe you should go get a CGM. Mm -hmm. So I went to the educator, we talked about it and we switched my CGM and my pump at the same time. And since then, the fact that I could see my number and make little, you know, corrections at a time, it's been really, really, really good. So that seeing that data made you want to do a better job with it. Absolutely. And, and, and at first, before I started listening to your podcast, I would just put the CGM on and not realizing why it's jumping, why it's spiking like that. Hmm. How do you find the podcast? It was okay. So when I got, when I switched to the Dexcom and the Omnipod, I joined the group on Facebook. Probably it was like Omnipod and Dexcom users or something like that. Right. And somebody had mentioned your podcast. And I said, okay. I'm not, I was never a big podcast listener, but at this, about, about the same, maybe three months, four months later, I got a Fitbit and I said, oh, let me start going for walks so I can see my, see my steps. And I have, and then I started listening to your podcast on my walks. Hmm. You know, it's funny. People get healthy listening to the podcast. I'm sitting here melting to this chair. <laughs> oh, dude. I got to get out it's, more. <laughs> but it, it, you know, I, I also, I also got the Fitbit at the time because it was able to, I was able to see my CGM data. So okay. it was, and then it's always telling you, Oh, you got to get 8,000 more steps. You got to get 7,000 more steps. So I would go for more walks and then I needed something to do while I was listening, while I was walking. So I uh, listened to your podcast. Right. So I can recall, this is interesting because you're a person who I've been aware of for a really long time. And it's easier for me to keep track of men because they're fewer. Like men First don't. Of all, men I'm, don't. Out, I'm honored that you, you've been aware of me. No, 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 no. no. I, I, I <laughs> hope that sounds right. Um, I, a lot of names <laughs> no. pass by my face, and so some of them stick for just it's because my brain works oddly and my brain makes rhymes up about some people's names. But the men are easier to track because there's just fewer of them. It's not as common for guys to reach out to me. So, um. I can almost picture myself sitting in my living room getting a message from you, probably through Facebook, yep. f- the first time. And you were excited, like to, you were excited to reach out. And, and not that other people aren't usually, but I remember re- thinking that at the time. Do you recall that? I, I 100% do. I had just come back from the doctor's office after maybe four, four or five months on the Omnipod and Dexcom. And I went from an 8.2 to a 5.2. Wow. And that was the lowest it's ever been. And what really aggravated me a little bit was the doctor was like, there's no way you could do that without going, without going to, to having lows. Mm-hmm. Now, if I could just back up a little bit, this doctor I've, I had probably seen for six years, never looked at my numbers ever. Just saw my CG, uh, saw my uh, A1C. Right. So what kind of care is that really giving me? Yeah. You know, but uh, to me though, I would go, he tell me my A1C, he give me my prescriptions, and I, I go on my way. Are you in the city? No, I'm on Long Island. You're on the island. Okay. Um, I, I always get when in the city it's rushed. But on Long Island, you should... It's always rushed. You know, they, they try to book three appointments at the same time. You get three three you know three to five minutes with them, and then, you know, you know, you know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're zip right out. I have to tell you that one of the best parts of my day is that people pretty consistently send me their like lab stuff when they come out of their doctor's appointments. Right. And it's, um, 
it really feels good. I have to tell you, I get to feel good a lot. I might be one day this this whole thing will end and I'll be like, you know, uh, well, let me use a let me use an example. You'll really get uh, it. I'll be Lenny Dykstra. Like all the fans will be gone. <laughs> Nobody will be cheering and I'll just be running around like doing blow and <laughs> gambling away all my money trying to find the excitement that I used to have with my diabetes <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but honestly, Scott, I, I don't it's I think you got to keep this podcast going as long as you feel like doing it. Because there's always going to be new parents that that have have to have to handle their, their kids with the newly diagnosed, and you, you're you're going to be there for them. I also think there's always going to be adults who have had type one for 15 or 20 years and have some sort of a reckoning moment and are running around trying to figure out what to do now. Um, I yeah, I have no I have no plans on stopping the podcast. I really do love it. Um, well, what else you got to do right now? Yeah, what I mean, I'm just sitting here, right? Uh, but <laughs> but um, but I do. It's funny. I I talk to my son about this all the time. Like when athletes quit, how difficult it must be for them to no longer get adulation, and why why some of them I think go bonkers sometimes. You know, later in their it's, life. It's it's funny you say that. You know, I, I probably I mentioned to you at one point. My my both my sons, they're 11 and 12. They play baseball. And I take them to a, a, a hitting trainer and I, and the trainer, I asked them, how much do you miss playing baseball right now? And he goes, I can't believe I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. I just, I, I'm just, I don't have the ability to. So they, it's like you said, once you keep doing something, you can't, you can't not think about not doing it anymore. Yeah. We, if that makes sense. No, yesterday, uh, Cole and I went out to throw and that's a fallacy. He throws, I catch the ball and I drop it in a bucket. But um, uh, there was somebody out there as well. It was an adult with their younger kids, probably like freshman high school age. And the kids were running and he was timing them. I don't know why. It doesn't matter. But as I was walking away, the guy said to my son, like, do you play baseball? And he goes, yeah. And the uh, guy asked him where. Cole told him. And then they started talking. And I could hear Cole as I was walking away talking about how much he loves playing baseball and he's kind of a quiet person so in two seconds he opened up to a complete stranger and was telling him how much he loved it that's yeah. and you hope he can continue playing as long as he can because you know you gotta knock on something there because either your talent gets in the way your age gets in the way or you break something or or yep. something the wrong way so yeah it's I mean, uh, great i think you, you had mentioned at one time on the podcast how how many people play baseball as kids and how many stop playing when they get to high school and then how many stop playing when they get to college and then how many stop after that yeah and the number is just like astronomical and the fact that if somebody can make it to the major leagues yeah no no how I, how good they have to be i'm astonished by that constantly that the year my son started playing baseball four million american kids started playing t-ball Yep. And in Little League. And when Cole went into college as a freshman, 9,000 of those 4 million kids went to play college baseball. And I think and then after that, you know, to the pros, it's 3,000, maybe less, you know, fewer than that. It, it's um, it, it's an interesting way to keep competing at something. I think it's good for you, like psychologically. I'm saying once you make it and people are screaming in your ear and you're like, I am amazing. <laughs> Like it, it's, <laughs> it is there. I'll joke like sometimes privately by myself in my room or I'll wander past my wife or something like that. But, you know, getting back to it, when when a person you've never met before, three, four, five, six, ten times a day, different people send notes going, hey, my A1C went from eight two to five two. Thank you. The podcast, whatever the note says. Um, 
it's it's important to me not to minimize that like that interaction. So I don't I don't receive them and go, oh, here's another one. Like, you know what I mean? I don't feel that way. And I and I even if I felt that way, I got to be honest with you, I wouldn't tell you, but I don't feel that way because <laughs> I think it would no, make I me mean, sound like a I'm monster. I'm sure it makes you feel good. It's it's exciting that, that you that you've helped at least one person. And but now you've helped. Thousands of people, probably. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's I hope it's way more than I even know about. Um, and, and, and it was. It, it's just it's the basic concepts that you've always said. It was the first podcast I listened to. So it's always sticks to me. And I, I don't remember which episode it was or anything like that. But it was. Your basil has to be right. Timing of insulin and the amount of insulin. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I've added now like understanding the different impacts of foods and staying flexible. Oh. And, uh, but yeah, I, I, I joke sometimes people are like, Oh, the podcast is so popular. I was like, I, to be honest with you, the podcast can be six minutes long in one episode, you know, but I don't think <laughs> any, but, but, but that, but no one would take it seriously. Then it would sound right. trite and it would sound like, Oh, that can't be right. And, um, plus I think the other stuff, these conversations just with you and like, you don't realize it right now, but, you just said something in the last 20 minutes that will make an adult with type one want to do better. It, it, I hope so. Oh, you hundred know, percent. You will. Like I, I now know how this works. Like I can, I now understand how this works. Um, and even I, that's why I'm always amused when I'll, I'll stop recording with somebody and they're like, if you don't want to run that, I'll understand. I'm like, what? Like, well, I didn't say anything. I was like, you don't even know what you just did. Like you share, yeah, th- th- you know, that was my, reservation over even coming on the podcast i'm like what do i have to say it's not gonna be exciting <laughs> and, and listen you're a person who you keep like you send me your a1c's i would say consistently right pretty much yeah because and, and i said it, and i said and I, i'll say it every time because you're the only person to actually make me understood why I was, what i was doing mm-hmm. no knocker has ever said pre-rolls for 30 minutes before you eat maybe check yourself after you eat no doctor's ever said that. <laughs> Why not we just pay attention to this a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, that's fascinating because can you look back retrospectively, would you have if someone made it important to you? Do you think? I I might have, but if somebody would said you should really take your insulin bef- about 30 minutes or 20 minutes before you eat, that would have definitely sunk in. Me testing myself more at the time? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you might not have done that. I have to tell you, right. Arden, um, you know, at this point, I, I mean, I remember before CGMs, I must have tested Arden's blood sugar 10,000 times, you know, in a handful of years. Like, I mean, a lot. And now her fingers have recovered because, I mean, look, not for nothing. I don't, I, I've said this probably once or twice, but it might bear repeating. I wouldn't let anybody test my blood sugar when Arden was little because I had a real genuine fear that if I knew what it felt like and I thought it hurt, that I wouldn't be able to do it to her. And I was the one always doing it to her. So I wouldn't do it. Right. And then that morphed as she got older and suddenly like testing her blood sugar, she didn't care at all anymore. Right. And, um, so I tested mine and I have to be honest with you, like when that Lance goes in, it ain't fun. So it's definitely not. Yeah. I mean, but I, I, I just remember this one time I was uh, going to a family barbecue and I was giving myself in my, in my insulin 
as I was in the car. And my cousin comes out and he goes, I can't believe you. I can never give myself shots. I go, well, the alternative is, is that I'll die. Yeah. If I, if I don't. So. I bet you, you, you would. Can, you, you, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, you know, or yeah, something would really, really be wrong with me by now. But maybe but, there are people who wouldn't too. Uh, well, I mean, or do it less frequently to avoid it, and maybe that leads to higher blood sugars or stuff like yes. that. Yes, I mean, I'm sure there's the you know, like I said, I, I never was a horrible. I hate, I hate the like horrible diabetic. I was never that bad. I just had a hard, just I was just lazy about testing myself. I would always give my insulin. I would always try to watch what to eat, but then like the testing thing part would get in the way of like whatever I was doing. Or were you married when you were diagnosed? I was yes, married. You Since are. then, divorced and remarried. Okay, you love this so much, you did it again. Uh, <laughs> I say this all the time: you make your mistakes in your twenties, you fix them in your thirties, and in your forties, you got actually start to live happily. Is that me? <laughs> or happier? Yeah. So you agree with me when you hear me say, like, I think I've just started to turn into a person in the last five or so years. Yes. Yeah. Just start- I. Yes. Yes. 100%. <laughs> but my point is, is that you were busy, right? So you didn't, so you didn't, your kids aren't with your first wife. Is that right? My, my daughters are older. Oh, okay. I have two daughters that are older and they are 28 and 22. Oh, so, okay. Oh, you have four kids then. I have four kids. I uh, see. I think of you as having, <laughs> hopefully your daughters will never listen to this. Uh, I, I think of you of having two because you mentioned the boys in baseball. Like that's why. Well, that. My, my my daughters are older, so they're kind of living their own lives. I have, and I have a grandson now who's six months old. Wow! Which is which is I was as being only 40, 48, I was like, there's no way I could be a grandfather. I'm never going to be called grandpa ever. <laughs> they're going to call you grandpa. Are you, you yeah, better, yeah. <laughs> yes. And you're going to smile, and that's going to be the end of it. <laughs> so yep. Uh, oh, that's kind of that's kind of crazy. Is there any um, autoimmune stuff with your family line or with your children? Nope, hmm. nope, not that I know of, not yet. Interesting. And that's always been my fear that my daughters are gonna, you know, my daughters or my sons are gonna get type one. Will they? Would you look like? Would you do trial net for your boys? Nope. You wouldn't. Nope, nope. I don't want. I don't want to have the idea of the you know the thought about them getting it and knowing they're gonna get it. I just if it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Okay. And then you'll just, you'll, you'll see it coming. And then, yes, I'll obviously know the signs, you know, drinking a thousand gallons of water, peeing all the time, losing weight. Guess what? You've got diabetes. Um, Yep. Do your, (laughs) do your girls, are they aware of it? Like, do you think they think about it? No. No. Okay. I I mean, they, they think about the fact that I have it and maybe some, some of the things I have to do take care of it but they don't i don't think they're worried about getting it at all interesting okay no it makes sense oh uh here's a non sequitur when you hear me tell people that their bagels are terrible you know you like not a lot <laughs> <laughs> yep One, yes and pizza as well oh uh, the pizza yeah they, really, and they don't understand what's all. gonna really stink is in the next three to four months probably probably even sooner than that but by the time this gets listened to i will be living in tampa florida Oh, are you moving for good for work? For work, yep. Yeah. So there's a pizza place in Tampa that the last time I was there, they trucked the water down from New York. So they I made, hear that. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Are they really doing that? It was good. I thought I thought I was home when I was eating it. So. Are they really Are they really shipping in water? 
people say they, they say that all the time but yeah, are they really doing that that's what they said that's what my buddy said i don't know you know you, now you, that you i'm think thinking the, about you think it the, you think the mom is like boxing up pitches of water and send it to them <laughs> imagine it's in a truck but now that i'm thinking about it the guy i went with is a is a lifelong new yorker and um it, it's it was almost like going for pizza with a mob Don, <laughs> the way he talks okay. and how, how you know, he's like, yeah, they bring it down from in the truck. So uh, maybe, maybe he was full of crap. Maybe. All right. Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll say for argument's sake that that's what they do. I have to say, I have to, I'm going to, I'm going to shout him out right here. He'll never hear this, but Charles is, is one of my favorite people that I don't see enough. Um, but who introduced me to the, the phrase, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. <laughs> And the way okay. and the way he says it, it's so much cooler than when I say it. Oh yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> I probably couldn't say cool either. So no, no, no. I'm, I'm right with I'm right with you. That's crazy. So how do you manage now? Like, what do you have? The pump, CGI, right, so etc. I have Omnipod mm-hmm. and Dexcom G6. Omnipod, G6. and I'm gonna say, if I didn't know about the Omnipod at the time and I was looking at pumps, I probably would have went with the T Slim. Okay. Or the tandem, whatever it's called, because of the integration with the pump Back and the, the pump and the CGM. How long have you had? A, how long you since you made that switch? A couple of years, three years. Okay, so it's you probably probably six six months after I first contacted you. All right, and so you were looking at that because of back then it was. I w- was it? What did they? Call? I was on a Medtronic. I was on a Medtronic. Right, and it just I it felt like it. Almost stopped working. I don't know if that if that's the right term. I think it was because I was only using my stomach over and over and over and over again. I see. And the absorption just didn't seem like it was it was working. Yeah, that'll happen. You have to keep moving your sights around for yes. sure. So, so good with Omnipod. Obviously, you can put it any way you want. Mm-hmm. So so I've been on Omnipod and Dexcom G six for three years good for you when when you were looking originally though you said you were thinking about the tandem and why did you go there if i had if i had known about it i i i went to my my diabetic educator went after my doctor said maybe you should go on a cgm okay and she said well here's the here's what the medtronic looks like now and here's what the omnipod looks like and those are the only two options like you know at the time i, I i'm sure there were others but those are the options that were presented to me mm-hmm. so oh, oh, I and see. the fact so, that it was no, omnipod was, oh it's tubeless Gotcha. I don't have to get I don't have to get it stuck on a door handle as I'm running to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Right. So I see. So you're saying that if you would have known about the integration with tandem, that yes. might, that might have moved you over. Gotcha. Yes. But now it's interesting. But at the time, you know, at the time I wasn't even like I never really looked at other pumps and or see I, I tried a CGM once and I think I laughed the first time you referred to it as a harpoon needle. <laughs> because that Medtronic one was tough, huh? Oh, it was. I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna insert this thought into me every time." So I did it twice, three times. Maybe I maybe I used it for a month. It never seemed to match up with what my my meter said, and it, it hurt like hell to put it in too. <laughs> Usability is important. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so this is an interesting thing because had you gone tandem at first, back then they just had basal IQ, right? Where it would have like right. kind of shut your basal off to stop you from getting low. Now they have control, which is an algorithm, and Omnipod's going to come out. I mean, by the time this is out, I am very confident in saying that people are listening to this now. Omnipod 5 is available. So um, my my, my, listen, 
if I have to go back and edit that part out, I'm, I'm going to be <laughs> crazed. It should definitely be out by then. Um, but my point is different, is that you didn't find an algorithm. So you, instead, you found a podcast. You have an A1C right now that I don't know if an algorithm available retail could could meet. Listen, you're using insulin. You need a meter. You need a good meter. You need an accurate meter. You need a meter that's easy to carry, easy to hold, easy to see, easy to use in the dark. You need a Contour Next One blood glucose meter. Quick, top of your head, what kind of meter do you have? Do you know the name of it? Have you looked into its accuracy? Have you found out if you're paying more for that meter than you might be paying for a different one? A more accurate one? A whoa, you haven't, have you? Hmm. No, that's okay. I understand. Many people just take the meter that their doctor gives them, but you don't have to do that. You can use the meter that you want to use. Arden's been using the Contour Next One blood glucose meter for years now, and it is super accurate, completely reliable. The screen is easy to read. It's got a lightning fast, like, boom, like, zing, zing, light. You know, I mean a light. Like, for nighttime nighttime viewing of the blood drop. I guess you are nighttime viewing the blood drop. Anyway, the light is nice and bright. And it doesn't require a big blood drop. I almost cursed. Let me try again. I made myself laugh. Hold on. The meter just works. It's really great. It's easy to use and easy to carry. You should check it out. Contournext.com forward slash juice box. It has second chance test strips. It's pretty great. Go find out what I mean. The website's actually amazing too. And by amazing, I mean, it's a, it's a website for a blood glucose meter, but it has a lot of great information. It's well designed and it's easy to get around. So you should check it out. My current doctor basically said the same thing. He goes, why would, you know, you're doing it right now. I just want it so I can go to sleep and sleep through the night yeah. and not have to worry about alarm going off saying, oh, your blood sugar is 68. Maybe you should get up and do something about it. Oh, it'll do that for sure. So, um, what, so now I haven't used Omnipod 5 yet. This is interesting talking about the future where no, but you're looping now. Uh, Arden does loop. Uh, because loop lets you set targets lower, Arden has your A1C and she has all the stability. So what that says to me is that the the retail available algorithms are able to accomplish that, I imagine, if if the FDA, if the companies would go back to the FDA and try to test again at lower tolerances. Right. So you have to wonder if the companies are going to have the the drive to do that or not. Because the other the other side of it is that is that you throw Omnipod five on most people people who don't listen to this podcast and you're going to take people with eight A one Cs into six A one Cs and they're not even going to know how it happened it's just going to be magic and they're not going to yeah. you know what I mean and so the ability to help vast swaths of people using insulin is right here it exists now you just got to get them on to people will they yep. will they want to make a super user version of it i hope so i i really do um or maybe it's manipulatable to the point where you can make some 
setting changes where you'll have lower outcomes? I don't know because the Omnipod five, from what I'm understanding, is a learning system. So it, it learns your habits. Is that it, it, it? They say it makes different adjustments as, as time goes on. And I mean, so it's not going to have like all those gazillion settings you got to do on loop now, or is it going to be? Yeah, I don't imagine that they're going to make. It, I mean, listen, the one thing to say about loop is there are a lot of settings. And if you get them wrong, it doesn't work. So yeah, that that, that was and I thought about when they first said, "Oh, Loop is available now for Omnipod and, and Dexcom." So I'm like, "Oh, let, let me let me think about it." Yeah. Well, first I didn't have an Apple computer, so that was pretty much out of the <laughs> out of out of the. Oh, I think yeah, I think just it being do it yourself would would move most people away from it. I, it scares the hell out of me still. I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm not like computer illiterate, but I'm not a programmer. So, but I, I I was able to build my own night scout my, my night scout account. Oh, so I was were. able to do that. So I could follow directions. Yeah. But then 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 I as it went on, people oh it would stop working. And you, then, have, you, ha- you had to get you had to get this you have to get this Riley link from some guy you know wherever he's <laughs> you know selling out of his garage. <laughs> I, I mean I don't I don't I'm, but I hear it you. just seemed a little bit maybe maybe I'll just wait. Right, right. Oh, listen, had had. Um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to shit on anybody who does this. No, I don't. Think I mean, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing it. Just yeah. for me, I don't. I just, I, I'll just wait. Hundred percent, don't think you are. I felt exactly the same way. And um, if people, but you have listen, a great, you have a great resource that you can call at any time you have, want. Yeah, there's people who are willing <laughs> to help me, which is nice. Uh, but maybe a month or so ago, Arden's phone died. Finally, she had she doesn't replace them constantly. So her phone was pretty old and it just, she comes to me one day. I had been telling her for six months, we have to, you know, your phone is done. And she's like, no, but it's this wait, great color. Wait, she's a teenager and doesn't want to get a new phone. No, she liked her phone. She didn't want a new phone. <laughs> so one day she goes, Hey, like real begrudgingly, she comes to me. She goes, I think we better get rid of this phone. I was like, "Uh Oh, she must've seen something pretty sketchy happen. Um, so we go to the store and we say, we're going to trade the phone in the train. The phone had value and we were going to get money back for it. Um, and so we go in, we're like, look, we need to trade in the phone. We're going to buy a new one, but you can't have the phone right now. We can bring it back in a few hours. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? I'm like, her pancreas is on this phone, basically. So we trade in the phone. I don't get the the money. Um, I We go home, get the new phone set up. I have to make a build of the app for loop and put it on her new phone then get the whole thing switched over get it running correctly and once it was working right and everything was switched over i was like okay then give me your other phone i'll blank it out and i'll take it and and get my money in which i did but it was a lot of work and it's more than what i think you would expect what most people would expect i think that most people would want a retail version of this. Like I download an app from the app store. I turn it on. It pairs to the thing. The thing works or it comes with a, its own controller and it's prepared or what? Like, you know what I mean? Like no right. one's looking to build an app in, you know, some program and have to own an Apple computer so that you can be an, I'm an app developer for God's sakes, because my daughter's on loop, right? I had to buy an app right. developer. Right. It's too much. I'm not going to lie to you. It's too much. You know what I mean? But the damn but- thing works. Amazing. Think about the the people who, and I, I, I'm astonished, but the people who actually take the time to do that and then let everybody else know about it too, is that's incredible. Yeah, but people are like people are inherently good. Uh, at least some of them are. 
and you wouldn't like sometimes you look at you're on you're out on Long Island. You think everybody's an ass, but it. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> well, you only have to drive there once to not like people anymore. That's for certain. <laughs> um, but I, I tell you, I like do- I, I like most dogs more than most people. <laughs> Cole played uh, baseball out like hours deep on the island one time, and baseball then, heaven. Uh, maybe, but I hated the drive out there. And the drive home, like once you get like you finally get off the island, you come up to and I'm not accustomed to that space. There's all those bridges and it just looks like a, it looks like somebody took a handful of spaghetti, threw it at a wall and then said, that's what the road should look like. And you know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's it makes you feel any better. We feel the same way about driving to Jersey. So I imagine you do like I've never been so happy to be on the New Jersey turnpike in my life as I was coming back from there. I'm like, oh, finally, just a regular amount of insanity. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I'll give you that. There are people all over the Midwest listening to this who could never like you guys would never understand oh. what traffic is. It's um, and just feeling like you're you're just. You've got a hold of the steering wheel and you're like, every decision I make could be my last one. <laughs> yes. And just, and just, and just sometimes the, the, the anger of just sitting at a light and then knowing you're only going to go about three feet when the light turns green. Yeah. Nah, nobody <laughs> should live here. You'll probably enjoy Tampa much more except for, I hope so. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so the algorithms, right? Like they're the future. I'm confident. I, I'm 100% confident they are. I am thrilled about Omnipod 5 coming out. It's going to go on to most people and be an amazing change for them. And I hope I hope that adults living with type 1 who are fighting through 7s and 8s will have the 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 ability and the nerve um and the kind of, you know, enthusiasm to to try it because it's it's going to be astounding. Um I'm sure control IQ is the same way. You know, like in different, it 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 gets there a different way, but I'm I'm sure it will be a, a great improvement for people. See, I, the thing is with the algorithm, if my blood sugar starts going up, I I am not, I don't want to let the algorithm just take care of it. I want to just take care of myself at okay. that at that moment. So you don't want it to and slowly go after it. You want to be more aggressive no. about it. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of times I'll just oh let me go for like a 15 minute walk or something if I have the time, and mm. that that usually brings a you know back down or starts getting it back down where I want it to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, or make a bolt. Uh, you know, I don't know how Omnipod five is going to work yet. Cause I haven't seen it, but I assume it's going to work through basal increases mm-hmm. and the version of loop that we use doesn't work through basal increases. It works through boluses. And okay. so we, the, the original version of loop that we had, if I'm getting this wrong, I apologize to the loopers, but I think that would be Pete's version um, makes adjustments by basal and it worked great, but it was too slow. Like it, it didn't stop spikes quickly enough. It didn't bring them down quickly enough. Like for me, um, I think I use Ivan's version now. Um, and that one, when that one sees a rise, it makes a bolus. Okay. And, and, that, and See, that, that's pretty yeah. legit the way that works. And, and the fact, you know, it, the fact that you, that it, First of all, they have, like I said, they have somebody who's just making this stuff and giving it to you is great. Mm-hmm. But if I was to use it, I would think I would probably only use it at night because I, I think I'm very good at keeping in my blood sugar where I want it without having to do anything else. So when we started, I would say to people, it's really valuable overnight. But during the day, I do a much better job than it does. 
But right. then I retaught myself how to think about insulin within the loop system. And now I, I know how to use it and keep it open. I, I guess, I guess when I have to use it for a while, you would probably, you, you're going to understand it better and be able to use it the way you want it to, to work. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm excited for Omnipod five. Actually, they just, it's interesting. You brought it up because I, you didn't have any notes for today and I didn't know what the hell we were going to talk about. Um, but I just got an email <laughs> like an hour ago that was double checking on my NDA for Omnipod five from insulate. Nice. So that must mean if I'm guessing that must mean that we're going to see it here pretty soon. That's uh, fantastic. Yeah, Cause they're and trying then to I'm make sure, sure you'll have an episode about how it works. Well, as soon as the NDA lifts. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it's <laughs> possible. I'm going to get it to use it before other people. Um, so I won't be able to talk well, about it while I'm doing it, but then, you're so special. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think that's why I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's solely because I reach a lot of people and, um, and I've been telling insulin for years as this has been developed, you know, that I thought there was value in me knowing how to use it before it was on the, you know, before everybody was holding it in their hands, you know, because I said, there are going to be a fair amount of people are going to turn to me and say, I don't know how to use this. And you don't want me learning it at the same time they're learning. it. I was like, so it might only end up being weeks. You know what I mean? That I have it, you know, ahead of other people. It's not like I'm going to have it for six months before other people. Um, well, that's what the people, did you go on loop because people were pestering you to do an episode about it? There's a there's one woman specifically. I just I, I just actually recorded with her recently, and she you know came on and talked about why she pestered me about it, and it was the same reason. She was like, "I need you to understand this so I can understand it better." So it was her. She's like, "I'll help you build it. I'll get you on it. Like you just please, please like learn how to use this so you can talk about it." <laughs> I need you to learn it so you can teach me about about it. Oh, right? listen, it's uh, it was it was a. It ended up being a really great thing. Her name's Gina. She'll be, you know, her episode, I'm sure by the time somebody hears yours, will have been up for a while. Um, well, but, I don't expect my episode to come out till probably this time next year. No, no. You'll be around Christmas or so. New oh, Year. A holiday treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what she did ends up being, I mean, it was, it was amazing because, um, the one thing I learned about algorithms are they let you sleep. And uh, I have been sleeping really well for a couple of years now. And it's made I mean, a that, big that, difference. That's all I want. <laughs> You're like, I'll and, take a and six and, and a half A1C if I can sleep through the night. <laughs> man. But it's just, you know, a lot of times I'll just sleep because I'm just staring at the walls, thinking about things I can't control. And and then, oh, then, then my blood sugar goes low. And now I'm up because of that. Yeah. Do you have that? Are you one of those people like you, your brain starts talking to you when you try to go to sleep? Does that, that, oh, that doesn't happen to everybody? No, man. When it's time for me to go to sleep, I shut my eyes <laughs> and I go to sleep. The world could be coming to yeah. an end and I'd be my, like, well, I hope I'll through is, this. My wife is the same way. Yeah. We'll be laying in bed. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go brush my teeth. By the time I come back, she's asleep. And I'm just looking at her sleeping peacefully. And I'm just awake thinking about things I can't control. No kidding. Would you talk about that for a second? What is it like? What are some sure. of the things that most like frequently pop into your head? This, you know, I got to make sure I got to make enough money to make, you know, pay the bills. I got to make sure that 
the the oil in the car gets changed. Stupid stuff, things like that. It's just I don't know why I think about it. I just do. So you're not worried about like a comet hitting the planet or something? No. No. Oh, now, now, now I'm going to be thinking about that tonight, probably. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> car won't need oil in that situation. Um, right. I mean, I'm just using those as stupid examples. I yeah. mean, this, you know, a lot of times, I'm, you know, now obviously with me about to move, I got all those anxieties about selling a house, getting a new house, packing the house up, getting rid of all the stuff we accumulated over 13 years that we haven't touched in 12 years. <laughs> I think of um, tasks very simply. So I have a I have a to do list in my mind. I have learned to write it down because I'm older now and I will forget things. But what I've learned is that the things that have to get done get done. That that just yes. happens, right? The cream rises to the top is the idea. Because if it doesn't, yeah, it all falls apart. Something falls apart. So things make themselves obvious. Like suddenly you're like, okay, this becomes. So I'm very um, my to do list shifts. You could be the next thing on my to-do list, and if the fifth thing becomes important, guess what? Everybody slides down, the fifth thing jumps to the top. So I'm never worried about getting things done because my assumption is that I'm an adult, and during the course of the day, I'm going to work, I'm going to see my family, I'm going to make food. Um, Some days I won't feel as well as I feel other days, and the things that need to get done, I'll do first. And and I guess that's why I don't worry about anything. But... I don't know. I wish I could be like that. Yeah, I'm sorry for you. It sounds terrible. I watch my wife later. I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not like it's not like that every night. But this, you know, this sometimes I'll just can't go to sleep, and then I'm keeping myself up because I'm thinking about things that aren't that important. And if you had or, more rest, you could take care of. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure I'm not the only adult out there that does that. No, I don't believe you are. Um, not not nearly. I, there's that's a level of anxiety, right? Uh, probably. I mean, I don't, fi- I don't f- find myself during, during the day being very anxious about anything. Okay. It's just when I'm trying to go to sleep, that's when, oh, I'm finally quiet enough where I can think about things. And then I start thinking about things I shouldn't be thinking about. Yeah. No kidding. I, um, I was just sitting with Kelly the other night. She's watching something on television and I was like, uh, I was like, Hey, I'm done now. <laughs> I just turned over and I just like got something on TV and it's loud and there's lights on. I was like, it's over for me. She goes, you're going to sleep. I'm like, I'll likely be asleep before this conversation's over. Uh, that, then, that is my wife. 100%. Yeah. And I'm just be looking at her as she's sleeping and, and snoring. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I wish I could just do that. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know why I can do it or I, I, that I, I cancel the podcast right now and bottle whatever that is and sell it to you because I know it's a big deal for people. Um, so you said you want to be able to sleep better with your blood sugar. So do you see lows overnight? Not a lot. I mean, sometimes it'll drift into like the high sixties, but my alarm is at for 70. So I'm up if it it drifts down that low, but it's not, it's not a lot. Yeah. It's, I don't get a lot of lows. I don't get a lot of highs. Although last night I was at my son's game and we, it did drop a little lower, like low than I expected, but were you more a lot quicker to take care of a low than a high. So yeah. Were you more active? Do you think, or yes, 100%. We it actually became a game uh, practice because the other team didn't show up. <laughs> oh, so you so, thought you came to watch a baseball game and suddenly you were a dad helping with practice. Well, I'm one of the coaches on the team, so oh, I'm are. always on the field, but, but now, now we're running a practice and I was, I was out playing left field and, 
and I was running around a little more than I anticipated. You also just named your episode. Okay. Out in left field. <laughs> so, I mean, out left field. You know, or, out sure. of le- or out of left field. I'll find it. Don't yeah, worry, d- don't, don't think I haven't thought about what it's going to be called before I got on, on, the, on this call with you. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> just kind of organic, you know, organically uh, named itself. Yeah. For most people listening to you, I could just call it AO and they would understand. But uh, <laughs> you don't hear your accent the way, the, the way they will. I don't hear your accent the way they will. No, because you you and I are kind of the same. Yeah, I basically feel the way you feel you right now. Um, oh, okay. So you get out there, you start hustling around. No pre, like you didn't say to yourself, that's interesting. Why didn't you say to yourself, I should probably eat something before I start doing this or try to get ahead of this with a temp basil or something like that? Or did you? Because I didn't think about it. I didn't, I was already at, I was already there. I didn't bring any food to eat because that's how I am. And, uh, I always have my, I always have something with me if I need, if I go low. So mm-hmm. I'm never too worried about it. So once I saw it drifting down low, I just popped some glucose tablets in, and then five, 10 minutes later, I was fine. Wow. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, the, the, the 10 phases down at, at that point, it's too low. It's, it's too obviously late. At, at that point, it's too late. Yeah. But so, that, but I was really interested in, in, I thought you would say what you said, but I wanted people to hear it. Like it just happened too quickly. Like life happened and you had exactly, to adjust. It, right? Exactly. It really, you know, I was fine the whole practice and then it started, it started going down 98, 92, 84, 71. Hmm. Then I get the alarm 62. All right. Time pra- at that time practice was over. I, I, uh, popped in my glucose tablets i was i got down to 45 but then i was by the time i was home i was 105 while it's drifting down what's your thought process like maybe it'll stop uh this practice is gonna be over soon they'll take care of it gotcha because a couple of tabs in the middle of that drift would have stopped the 45 you think 100 percent. if i we, we, we would do it the last thing we were going to do and i said all right let me just get, get get through this and then i'll be able to take care of it and i'll be fine yeah i mean I, I, don't get me wrong i wasn't about to pass out or anything like that i just i felt it coming on no no and I i'm like think... this is yeah this practice is going to be over in 10 minutes so i'll take care of it then okay no i just wanted people to hear like your thought process during it because it obviously worked out fine for you um yeah it just you know i just uh needed 10 minutes and uh, I was fine. No kidding. Interesting. So did you sit around a little bit before you left? Or you just take them and make sure you're okay and then roll out. Uh, I was slowly taking my time getting out of the, out of the park. And then it was a little bit of a walk to the, uh, to the car. So I took that a little slower. My wife drove home and I sat in the front seat and talked to her. <laughs> I was fine. Do you- by the time, by the time, like I said, by the time, only a 15 minute ride by the time we were home i was already in the hundreds right do you think anyone around you knew no absolutely not right so this isn't like my wife knew because i because i told her and i'll say i'll be behind you in just a few minutes right and but like if i no one no one knew yeah if i said to your kids your dad was playing left field last night his blood sugar was getting low they would be surprised by that yes gotcha did everybody everybody all the other parents everybody would have been surprised do you have any trouble i mean I, i i'm sorry I don't, I don't actively promote that I have diabetes, but I don't actively say I don't have it. Mm-hmm. I, I it, it, you know, if somebody asks me about it, I'll tell them. 
but I'm not going out t- telling everybody, oh, I have type 1 diabetes. Don't show up at every new situation. Oh, it's a new season of the baseball team. Let me first tell you about my pump, and you just kind of live yeah. your life. I mean, I, I tell the other, co- you know, the other coaches, obviously, no, I'm, we're actually good friends with them, but I would tell them about it just, just in case some odd chance something happens. Mm-hmm. They know what my situation is. Right. That makes sense. But I'm not I'm not telling everybody. And I usually wear my pod either on my leg or on my upper arm. So it's not really noticeable. I see. While the ball was flying. Well, listen, I'm giving your kids a lot of credit while the ball was flying around. Maybe while you were watching kids strike out. I don't know what was happening exactly. But did you feel like you could react if the ball came to you? Yes. At the, at the time, yes, I was still fine. Yeah. It's just the variable of me moving around a little more than I anticipated had an effect. 20 minutes later when we were doing another drill that I when I wasn't in left field. Right. So that's where an algorithm would be helpful because the one thing that people might not understand about them is the way they keep stability is like it's the it's the future seeing part of it, right? So it, you know, if your basal is set at like let's say your basal is 1.2 an hour. I don't know what yours is, but it's uh, less than that. But. It's, okay, so let's make it one just for fun because it's round. Yep. So, so your basil's one an hour, and this basil's holding you nice and stable, 85, 90 for a couple of hours at a time, and then the algorithm in loop believes that you're going to get lower later, it'll cut the basil back. And so you'll never notice it happen, but when you go back and look, even with great settings, you'll see basil get dialed back throughout the day over and over again but when you're a person who's on a regular pump your basil's one no matter what it's not looking into the future and i'm not saying that it would know you were going to get active i'm just saying it it can tell like oh this this 90 that i'm holding on to is going to become 85 and my target's 90 so it'll you know i don't know it'll make your one basil 0.7 for a little while or it might suddenly take it all away and then bring it back, you know, may take it down to zero for five or so minutes and then bring it up to point two. It's fascinating to watch it work. Um, the, yeah, I remember listening to somebody on your, on one of the episodes where they, it happens. It could change for like five minutes and then stop changing or change again. Yeah. Something else. It's, it's just like and the fact that it could do that it, like, is is incredible. I'm, I look forward to be able to finally use it. It teaches you, too, while you're watching it. Like, that's why if. I'm helping somebody who's not on an algorithm. Like you can say something like, you know, we're going to make your basal, like, I don't know, from, from one unit an hour, we're going to make it three units an hour, but just for like 15 minutes, then shut it off. And, you know, like, or like, we're going to take it all away, but I only want to take it away for a few minutes. And it sounds crazy, but once your settings are super stable like that, adjustments in the moment are more, I want a word here. They're more reactionary. Like, whereas if you were one unit a day all day with your basil and you wanted to do a temp basil for activity, you might have to do it like 90 minutes prior. Right. But once you're on the algorithm and your settings are right, you could make those adjustments a little sooner to what you want to happen. That's I've been see. It's easier to say, Oh, you get just, Dial your basil back an hour and a half before you exercise. I don't know what I'm. I don't even know if I'm going to be exercising an hour and a half from now. You know, so it's tough for me to. So anytime I exercise, I have to eat something before I go do it because, you know, a lot of times I'll go for a bike ride, and I'm not scheduling this time ahead of time. I'm just, oh, I'm going to go for a bike ride now. Right. 
So So let me eat something. Yeah. So if you were to say, I'm going to go for a bike ride right now. Oh, you know what? Let me set a temp basil an hour from now. You might not have time to go for that bike ride anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. A lot of times, a lot of times I'll do it in the morning and then, all right, I'll get up in the morning. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it. So then I've, I, my whole thought process is off then because all right, I already dialed the back, but now I'm not going to go because it's, Oh, it's it's raining outside or something. Mm -hmm. So I don't go. And now I had a slow basil. I need to bring it back up. So I, I just, for me personally, as my, my choices, I'll just eat something before I exercise. Right. I, I think that, I mean, obviously the tools are in the pro tip episodes, but mm-hmm. I don't imagine that means that everybody can use them. I just think under, even understanding their concepts might help you make a, amalgam of that idea with your life and find something that would work for you. Yes. It, it's that episode about exercise. It all, it all revolved around the timing of everything. Yeah. And like I said, there's no, I can't just say, Oh, an hour and a half from now, I'm going to go do what I want to do because life happens and doesn't happen. Yeah. Well also, but, and the reason it's set up that way is because if you're trying to lose weight with type one, you can't, eat to exercise because then you're i mean don't yeah i don't eat like what i can say i I eat something i i eat like a banana okay or yogurt or something like that something you know is gonna do that yes and it's not something that's gonna i'm not eating i'm not going to grab a meatball hero and have french fries on the side (laughs) with it or anything how often as a person with type one do you eat when you don't want to uh for me not not much Good. I mean, and then if you, when you say I don't eat when I don't want to, or I eat when I don't want to, it's never. I mean, sometimes maybe I'll have to go get a little snack or something, but I'm not. It's never been like, oh, I gotta go eat right now because my blood sugar is 82. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to know, like, and was it always that way, or is it since your control's been better over the last couple of years? It's 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 always been like that. I, I it's I've I've never really I can't I can't remember any time where I said, oh, I gotta eat right now. There has been times I was like, with, with sitting around the house, I was like, oh, maybe we should go get some lunch now because I'm not going to wait another hour and a half when it's three o'clock, when it's only, you know, mm-hmm. we should be eating lunch now. But sometimes, because I'll, I'll know, maybe we should eat lunch now because my body is telling me if we should it, probably eat right now. It's better. So when so you crack lows with glucose tabs mostly? For the most, it depends. I... I if I'm out, that's what I have with me at all times. A lot of times, well, if I'm home, I'll just drink a little bit of orange juice. Right. See, you're you're a real guy. And just a little bit, just just enough to get it back up. Yeah. Not not a glass of it where it's going to make me 250. Right. No, but you're you're like a classic guy though. Like if you have to eat a banana to go for a bike ride, you're not begrudgingly eating the banana. Going, I don't want this damn banana. I got to do this because I have diabetes. You just do no. it because that's what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah, yeah, 100. Yes. Okay. And but and I f- I found a lot of challenges lately though. Because about a month ago, I cut out bread and, and pasta and, and rice. So Did you do that for just because your... I just want, I wanted to lose a little bit of weight. Okay. And I had to make those adjustments of what I was going to eat. And now the whole protein and fat mm-hmm. comes into effect. So I was able to actually, because of the pro tip episodes, actually be able to do this. I was always worried about cutting out bread because I'm like, how am I going to do this and, and take care of my boluses and my, my insulin needs without the carbs in there? Interesting. But 
I was able, I'm, I've been doing it for a month. And as you, I, I, I showed you my last couple of uh, graphs, the, the, the weekly report, 99% range. Yeah. And the low carb has made it like my blood sugars fantastic yeah what's your range set at on that clarity report uh it's 65 to 155 wow and the only reason i said it at 155 is that's what 7.0 was and that's what they always said to like that's the goal i'm amused that people who listen to this podcast feel it necessary to apologize for having their high alarm set at 155 (laughs) no i mean no no that's amazing that's my range that's my range oh the range where, where you're reading it at okay where right. Does, where, my, where does your my alarms go my alarms go off at 70 at night and 120 during the day. Okay. And that's your 120 is your high? My high alarm. Yeah. So then I misunderstood, but then you were like, oh no, 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 I would never put my high alarm at 155. <laughs> no, because if, if, if it's going 155, but it might actually get to 185. And then you're then you're in the battle then. Yes, and then I'm st- st- thinking of sitting up all night thinking, why is this happening? And yeah. then <laughs> that's something wow the whole cycle repeats itself no my, my i my alarms are are set so i can take action mm. yeah well ed i'm enjoying this um but i have to take art into a dentist appointment soon so i want to make sure that uh we talked about everything you wanted to except i don't think you wanted to talk about anything so we must have done right. okay right yeah i i think we had a, this was just a nice conversation i appreciate it i thought so too um, I, and for other people's, uh, you know, sanity, I didn't ask you, I have one question I'm going to ask you outside, yeah. outside. Well, nobody will care, but me and you. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stop the recording and ask you in a second. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I appreciate having me on. Thank you so much. First, I'm going to thank Ed for being on the podcast. Thank you very much. And then I'm going to apologize to him. Because, Ed, your episode was going to be called Out in Left Field, right up until it hit me that your name was Ed and that that horse uh, that talked had a TV show with a song. And then, (laughs) I mean, who knows? I'm childish, so this is what happened. You're the famous Mr. Ed. Thanks also to the Contour Next One blood glucose meter. Head over to contournext.com forward slash juice box to learn more and get started today. The meter actually is really great. Like, I'm not kidding. It rips. Give it a try. Contournext.com forward slash juicebox. Links in the show notes. Links at juiceboxpodcast.com. I think I could have been an old timey radio announcer. I just found a bunch of old radio ads online. I'm going to try one. Uh, Quaker Oats. That's a good one. Your best bet for a hot breakfast. Quaker Oats. Let me try again. Let me try again. Your best bet for hot breakfast is Quaker Oats. Quaker Oats, the giant of the cereal, is Quaker Oats. Who wrote this? I like this next part. Ready? Delicious. Hold on. Let me get a drink. Delicious, nutritious. Makes you feel. What was the rest of it? Hold on. I got to find out. Let me go back. Hold on. No kidding. Delicious, nutritious, makes you feel ambitious. I'm getting this. Hold on. I don't get this part, but I'll do it again. The giant of the cereal is Quaker Oats. 
Wait, is it saying if I eat Quaker Oats, I'll be a sports star? Hold on a second. This must be what LeBron did. Yes, if you want to be a star. That's how it starts. Yes, if you want to be a star in sports and school activities, make your hot cereal Quaker Oats. That's a hell of a statement. Ooh, ooh. Because Quaker Oats helps grow the stars of the future. I think I could have done this. This guy had to have been drunk off his ass. Am I wrong? Is, I mean, who talks like this? Oh, wait, there's some for cigarettes. This has got to be hilarious. There are so many for Chesterfields. My dad used to smoke Chesterfields. Hold on a second. Wait, what is it? <laughs> Put a smile in your smoking. It's as easy as ABC. I can't wait to see what the ABC stands for. Hold on. Because Chesterfields made with Accuray are A, always milder, B, better tasting, C, cooler smoking. Yes, Chesterfield is always, I could, I could do this forever. I really feel like I've got a job here if old time radio ever comes back. Oh God, I've been doing this for a while. I've wasted your time. I'm sorry. Uh, come back soon for another episode of the Juice Box Podcast. Oh, I did it again. The Juice Box Podcast. Anyway, just there'll be more episodes. Please download them. Please. Thank you. Uh, and subscribe on a podcast app. Thank you. And tell a friend. Thank you. I mean, and leave a review if you like, but only if you really love the show. If you really love the show, wherever you're listening, leave a five-star rating and a thoughtful, well-written and, um, you know, grammatically correct review. That would be really wonderful. Do you want me to ask you with a deep voice? I can. Are you enjoying the Juice Box podcast? Go leave a five-star review wherever you listen. And you know what would accompany that review just nicely? That's right. A Chesterfield King. No, no, I'm just kidding. A well-written review that people could read and see what you think of the podcast. All right. I think I'm definitely done now. Goodbye. If you're still here, A, I think you need more to do with your life, like you have too much free time. And B, I think it's because you want one more ad from old time radio read to you. <clears throat> should we go with, should we go with Miracle Whip, Cheerios, what is this? Contadina tomato paste. Hmm. So much here. DuPont chemistry. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right. DuPont chemistry. <laughs> All right. Hold on. It's a lot of bullshit here. Hold on a second. Okay. I think he says one of the. One of the newest. One of the one of the newest. Boy, this guy's got a mouthful of buffalo balls. What's he saying? One of the newest of the Dupont companies. One of the newest of the Dupont companies. Oh, better living. Oh, he's not even. It's not the name of the company. He just goes 
One of the newest DuPont companies, better things for better living through chemistry. That's what he does. He just rolls through it real quick. Is Keel rubberized fabric. This improved. Oh. Wow. That's a lot of words to say. We came up with a new fabric for your car seat. All right, that one wasn't fun. Find one more. Hold on. Frigidaire. Frigidaire. Why not Frigidaire? Ooh, Gunsmoke the TV show. Mm, Frigidaire. This is Wendell Niles speaking. Here's something to remember about the new Frigidaire refrigerators. This is Wendell Niles speaking. Here's something to remember about the new Frigidaire refrigerators. Made to fit. Made to fit your kitchen. Made to fit your needs. Made to fit your kitchen. Made to fit your needs. Prior to that, did they make refrigerators that did not fit in your kitchen? Ooh, Ford. Hold on a second. Lama Adler will be with us in just a moment. But first, a short message from the Ford dealers of America. Owners everywhere are talking about the economy of the 50 Ford. Listen to what Mr. Jacob N. Wade of Lindhurst, Virginia, one of over 450,000 <laughs> delighted owners, said about his new Ford. In these days, when the cost of everything is up, it's certainly great to own a... <laughs> it's hilarious. These days, when the cost of everything is up, it's, it's great to own a Ford. <laughs> yeah, a Ford. Yeah, that's what you need, a Ford. All right, listen. If you're still here, seriously, seek professional help. I don't know why you haven't shut this off yet. I'm now wondering why I'm here. <laughs>